Hi everybody, it's Cohen from the podcast. Real quick before we get into the episode, which by the way, thank you so much for watching. If you're watching this the day it comes out, just know that next week we will not have a podcast episode released, but on the 28th we will have an episode released. Once again, thank you for watching. Sorry about this quick interruption um, to the episode. Yes? How was your week? Busy. <laughs> Busy week. It seems like when you have the four-day week, mm. you're just packing everything into four days. Mm. instead of five days so it makes the week go fast though it really does <clears throat> that's good do you think it's been like an improvement the four-day week do you think it's helped i'm still not sure how i feel about it mm. right now um, my thinking is it neither needs to be all four-day weeks or all five-day weeks because the switching back and forth that we've done mm. mm -hmm. um there are days i'm like on fridays i ask my wife it's like are we are we at work tomorrow? <laughs> and um, so I'm thinking if the if the adults are confused about what days we're supposed to be there on Fridays, the students have to be confused. Yeah. Yeah. I hear people so, ask a lot. We have school on Friday. So next year it'll be one or the other. It's going to be either all four days or all five days. Today we are going to be interviewing the one and only Dr. Moss. <laughs> Me and Haley have a bunch of questions written. I ha I wrote mine on paper. And I, I guess you wrote. Smart. Wrote it on your phone. That's fine, though. So I guess before we get started, do you have any questions for us? This is the first podcast I've ever been on, so. Big time, big time. Yep. <laughs> you guys in your last episode were talking about how historical, well, this is historical for me. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. And we are a thousand times thankful that you have helped us put all this together and you've been on board the, the entire way. Uh, so I guess the question I want to start off with is what made you specifically support the podcast? I think it's a good opportunity to get students involved in something other than athletics, band, and it's technology. Everybody likes technology nowadays, mm -hmm. but it's also a good way to get our students where they can communicate with the community and the community can see some of the things. Like, I don't know who all you're going to interview in the future, but they can see things that are going on in the school and people who are involved in the community and involved in the school. And it's a good way to show the community that our students are doing things other than just sitting in classrooms doing book work and stuff like mm. that. Mm -hmm. And what about you? Would you like to start with a question kind of on that same note? Well, I didn't really get any starter questions. I wasn't that prepared. I guess what would you like to see us do in the future on the podcast? Mm. Um, anything with music. Um, I think... There's a guy that I listen to from, and I think he's from Elkhart, named Ezra Van Seal. Mm -hmm. And he's, but like if there's other musicians that you can talk to them, because everybody, mm -hmm. generally everybody likes some format of music. Yeah, and, that's um, a good idea. But also just anybody associated in the community or anybody in the school. Um, there are some interesting people in the community definitely yes yeah and i think it'd be interesting for the people in the community to learn more about those people yeah i think that would also be a good learning experience for the students as well because i think a lot of students here they think there's nothing to do in grapeland there's no body in grapeland but if they really took the time to look they would see that there's a lot more here in this small town than me at at first glance yeah well before we officially get started we have a tradition to start the episode with a phrase. Okay. And we typically say, don't look, don't look for a second. We typically say, 
Welcome to Coffee Talk. <laughs> so would you like to do the honors? Welcome to Coffee Talk. start our episodes with drinking our drinks that we have prepared by Soulshine Brew and Bakery, once again sponsored. We today have an English toffee, coffee with us. And what do you have? Uh, Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to try yours first and then rate it? It should taste the same as I usually. <laughs> it's excellent as always. It's good to hear. And then you can... I'll go first, I guess. Yep, I expected it to be really good. It is very good. I'd probably call that one like a 7.5. 7.5? You know, I'm actually not that big of a fan of English toffee, but I think it's on the more unique scale than like mocha was. So I'm going to give it a 6. I'm going to start with a kind of less of a professional question and more of just like a you pers- a personal okay. question. What is your daily routine? When I when I get in the office, I turn on my computers, I turn on everything. Usually after I get that turned on, and I'm usually the first person in the office in the morning. I think somebody comes in and drops off their keys and then goes to the elementary, Christy Streetman. But usually if I'm not if I'm the first one in, nobody's there. I turn on my computers and I usually start going to campuses. I usually, in the mornings, I go to each campus and just kind of see what's going on. And throughout the day, I'll go through go to the campus mm-hmm. as well. When I get back from the, my first visit to campuses, I start going through emails because we get a lot of emails. Mm-hmm. A lot of emails we probably don't have anything to do with, but a lot of emails where people are trying to sell you stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, after I go through emails, and I usually have a list of things from the previous day that I need to get done that day, and I have a little... I have stuff stacked in front of my keyboard on the order I'm going to work stuff on. And then, I, again, I make my visits throughout the campuses during the day. And usually one of them might call me and want me to talk about something or help them with something. But um, I like to get out on the campuses. I like to see all the kids. And most of them, most of them here call me Dr. Moss, which is kind of, it's kind of weird. I'm not a real doctor, by the way. I mean, I don't fix broken bones and stuff <laughs> like that. What do you like? What would you like us to call you? Dr. Moss is fine. <laughs> Mr. Moss is fine. But um, my doctorate is in education, so it's not like mm-hmm. brain surgery. or. Could anything. we call you Dr. Education Moss? That'd kind of be weird. And everybody would probably call me Dr. Ed Moss, and then everybody <laughs> think my name was Edward. <laughs> that would get kind of confusing. Yeah. Well, I have a very unserious question, but I like okay. to hear people's answers. If you had to describe yourself as an animal, what would you be? Maybe a mongoose or a prairie dog or something. Just because my wife says I'm ADHD, I don't think I'm ADHD. And students will tell you, a lot of students say, why do you walk so fast? But I kind of move fast, and so it's just probably one of those. And I don't think I'm scary, so it wouldn't be anything like a lion or a tiger or a bear or something like that. I could see that, yeah. What is your favorite animal? My favorite animal? Probably a dog. I used to have a really good dog. He passed away about three years ago. I'll never have another dog, though. Because you'll never, once you have one really good dog, 
The chances of having another one are slim and none. I don't want a dog that like chews up furniture and digs mm. holes and stuff like that. And the dog I had never did that. And he was, he was a perfect dog. That's understandable. Where did you grow up? And did that affect who you are today? I was born in Omaha, Nebraska. I lived there the first 25 years of my life. All my family, well, all my family except one brother still live in Omaha or around the Omaha area. I would say it, it's influenced my life. I'll never move back because it's so cold there in the wintertime, and I don't like being cold. But, um, but I like going back to visit my family. I go back two to four times a year. This year for Christmas, I didn't have to go because my parents came down here, so I didn't have to go get cold for three or four days. I think it's, as far as my, my, the way I talk, I think it's definitely a fact. I, I don't, Nebraska, people in Nebraska do not have an accent. We're just, I guess, plain. And that might be why I walk fast, because when it's cold in the winter, you walk fast because you don't want to be outside for very long. Mm. That makes sense. And I have, I have a large family. I have uh, two older sisters and four younger brothers. I was the oldest of the boys. What is something that people would be surprised to know about you? I am, uh, I don't know if they'd be, I know my, my kids would, if I, when I say this, my kids would say, that's not surprising. But um, I would call myself a nerd. If you've been in my office, um, I collect toy soldiers. I have a display of Custer's Last Stand in my office. I collect uh, football cards. I have boxes of football cards at home, which my wife hates. I collect comic books. I have boxes of comic books at home. Again, my wife hates that. They take up a lot of space, but uh, I also have autographed miniature football helmets, baseballs and stuff, and most of those are in my office. I love superhero movies. I love Lord of the Rings stuff. Most of the books I read are like fantasy, like The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. But I would definitely call myself, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I like that kind of quirky stuff. And well, going off <laughs> of that, what is your favorite book? Um... There's an author named Robert Jordan, and he wrote a series of, it's actually a series of 14 books. It's the Eye of the World series. When the first book came out, I read it. I read the first seven books, and then I found out that there was going to be a total of like 13. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to quit and wait till they all come out. So I quit reading them, and then they all came out, and I read them all. When I got to book 11, the author, Robert Jordan, died. So he couldn't finish the whole series. Mm -hmm. And they got a, a guy named Brandon Sanderson to finish the series. And I guess Robert Jordan's wife had kept all of his notes, gave them to Brandon Sanderson, and he wrote the last part of, I think, book 11 and then all of 12 and 13. And they, they still went well. They still flowed together, and it was like nobody had ever, there was no new authors. But then after I read the first 13, the 13 books, then they came out with a, like a prequel. So then I read the prequel and started over and read them all again. And recently, Amazon Prime has put out a series of The Eye of the World, and they have two seasons out. I've watched both seasons. Season one goes follows the book one pretty well. Season two does, t- does again. But right now I'm reading a Terry Brooks book, so after I'm done with that book, I'm going to go back and read all 14 books again. <laughs> Just so I can read one and two again to see how close they were with the TV shows. So you've read them quite a bit. Yeah, I, and there I only do I only collect hardback books. I don't do softback because they get torn. And my wife again, it's like, why don't you just donate them to half price books or give them to half price books because they take up space. And but I have but I usually, I reread the books that I have if they're good. If they if they're not good, I'll take them to half price books or something. What is your least favorite book? 
not sure because if it's if it's my least favorite, I'd probably read the first chapter and decide I don't like it and I wouldn't finish it. I don't know if least favorite book probably it would have to be love stories. I'm not going to read one of those. I'm not going to read any Harlequin romance or something like that. Now my wife reads a lot of murder mysteries, um, Patricia Cornwell and stuff like that. I could probably read those and be okay though and be able to get through all of them. Back on the uh, more serious topics, um, <clears throat> where do you see the campus going within the next few years? Um, right now, there's a lot of just like general maintenance stuff we've been trying to get caught up on and improving some of the facilities and for the students. And uh, we redid all the bathrooms in the junior high last summer. I, I got here in April. That was one of the first things we did is if you look at the junior high bathrooms, they've all been repainted, stalls have been replaced, toilets, urinals, everything's been replaced, and they look cleaner and better. Another thing, when I got here and I'm like, we talked about baseball, softball, I'm like, so the boys changed, the baseball players changed in the field house, what do the girls change? And they're like, oh, in the public bathrooms in the concession stand. I'm like, what? No, we're fixing that. So we've taken a portable building out there cut it in half and turn that into like a girl's locker room. And do you, you play softball, thing? Yes, sir. So are you guys using it yet? Yeah, I think it just got finished. We're about to move our stuff in there next week, I think. We still need to put a couple heaters in there and a, a like a mini fridge to keep bottles of water in there for you guys. But okay. just something where the girls have space where they can change and privacy. And we're going to get some more shelves in the library here because she's running out of book room. Um, this summer, we're probably going to repaint the band hall put it on new carpet and redo the cabinets and the where they store the equipment. A lot of it is just kind of cleaning up and getting the stuff we have that we current we are using, get it updated and where everything works a little better. We're going to replace the intercom system that goes in the high school and the junior high. They're going to start working on that probably over spring break and they'll probably finish during the summer. I want to have more one-act play stuff and mm. a band build up the band and build up one act play theater actually have where they're not doing one act play practice after school but where there's an actual class a theater class where they can practice in class and then also maybe do a play in the fall for just the community you would say that the um i guess the main mission for you here would be to build up the creative side the fine arts the fine arts yeah Definitely. and choir i'd like to have choir someday that, that would be very cool. I have a random question. What about swimming? Where I went to high school in Nebraska, we had a swimming team. We actually had an indoor pool. So you could practice during the winter and you could swim during the winter. But So you'd have to have a pool. Probably need to be an indoor pool because when it gets cold, no one's going to want to swim. Um, in high school, I, did, I wasn't on the swim team, but I was in the 50-mile swim club. Or each year, you'd go after school and swim laps. And by the end of the year, your goal was to swim 50 miles. And I can't remember how many laps it was in the pool to equal a mile. One year, I achieved the 50 miles. But swimming would be, that'd be a difficult one to start. I think there's a couple other things we might be able to start before that. Soccer would be cool. Hold up. Before we continue... Before we continue the video, I have to let you know that today we are once again sponsored by Soulshine Brew and Bakery. As you know by now, they have all sorts of coffees, teas, lemonades, 
baked goods, snow cones. They have everything that you could ask for in the realm of sweetness. Now, I'm not gonna give you a long monologue about why you should go there because it's common sense. So, their address is 120 East Chestnut Street, Grapeland, Texas. Their Facebook page is Soul Shine Brew and Bakery. Or, if you just wanna call, their number is 903-922-4162. Again, we said this in the last episode, but we are looking for sponsors, so please, please. <laughs> We are looking for sponsors. If you are looking to sponsor an episode of Coffee Talk, you can either go to Dr. Moss, you can go to the front office of GISD, or you can message us on Instagram. Thank you again, Soulshine Brew and Bakery, for sponsoring. And we are back to Coffee Talk. What would you say is your favorite quote? I guess my grandpa used to say, a square peg will fit in a round hole if you use a big enough hammer. I like that one. I don't really know why, but I always thought it was kind of funny. That sounds kind of abusive, I guess. <laughs> but um, that was a weird one. That's one that pops into my head right away. And I guess the reason you say that, because he, he could fix anything. I mean, I did. I, he worked. He, he was a farmer and worked. We baled hay a lot. And if you give him duct tape, baling wire, he could probably fix something. And so I hung out with him a lot when I was growing up. Because I used to bale hay with him and work on the farm with him. And I'm like, that ain't going to work. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, it will. What about you? Do you have a favorite quote? Well, mine's from a movie. It's um, carpe diem. It's a Latin phrase. It means seize the day. Mm. I think it's, I think I like that one a lot. It's kind of inspiring, you know? Yeah. Do you have a favorite quote? You know, I've been thinking this entire time. Well, you started it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking this entire time and I can't think of something. I was thinking just last night um, about a couple quotes, but I can't think. Like, they, I just drew a blank. Nothing pops up to your head? Like, the first thing? First thing. We could be here a while. Do we need to come back to it? Maybe yes. circle back? Circle okay. back to this. <laughs> um, what made you want to work in education? Um, actually, this wasn't my first path. This is... Education is really is my second career. Hmm. Um, before, when I graduated from high school, I was we had a, our my high school had a really good drafting program, and I wanted to be an architect. In college, I, I was in uh, architectural design was my first major. My second major was like a civil engineering. When you get to college, you'll have an advisor. Um, I changed to business at the start of my third year. Um, I went to my advisor. I'm like, okay, what classes do I need to take this semester? And he's like, well, you need to take this math class, this. I'm like, wait a minute. I've already taken five math classes. And they were getting harder and harder. And I'm like, how many more math classes do I have? And he says, you still have three more. And I'm like, what if I switch to business? He goes, you're done with math. And I'm like, I'm switching to business. <laughs> so by that time, I was in night school working for a large construction company in Omaha called Peter Kiewit and Sons. I was doing estimating and doing some drafting and stuff. So my first career was kind of, I was a project manager. Um, I, I traveled around the country managing telecommunications projects. And my last two projects were in, one was Houston. And then from Houston, I got transferred to Dallas. That's how I got to Texas. I got laid off because then, and at, at the time I got laid off, AT&T, Sprint. I don't even think Sprint exists anymore. Barely. But they were laying off pe tens of thousands of people. And so I'm like, I need to find something more dependable and where I didn't have to move. My first job in education was as a business manager for Dawson ISD, which is near Corsicana. I was a business manager for two years. When I became the business manager, I'm like, I got to figure out how school business works. So I took some 
graduate courses at Texas A&M Commerce in school finance and school business. Um, after I took those, I just kept taking more classes. And then at one point, one of my professors asked me, um, what are you going to do when you graduate, and when you get your master's? And I told him, I think I want to be a principal. And he's like, but aren't you a business manager? I'm, I told him, yeah. He goes, you know you have to teach for three years before you become, become a principal. And I told him, it's like, nobody's ever told me that. And he goes, you need to, how did you even get in this program? And I told him, I go, well, I took these business finance classes for school because I'm a business manager and after I was done with those I just kept taking more classes nobody ever told me I couldn't but he got me in touch with Texas A&M Commerce Alternative Certification Program at Dallas it was a charter school Dallas Can Academy my first semester there I taught world geography government and economics three days before I was supposed to start teaching they handed me the textbooks and said here's the classes you're teaching huh. that's the only training I've had for a teacher but I love teaching. I love, I've always loved history, so I wish I would have gone into education right at the beginning and been a history teacher because I like history. I taught in Dallas, I taught in Ferris, and then I went and worked at the Texas Youth Commission, or basically a kid prison. I taught there for two years in Corsicana, then I went to West when they had the explosion. I was teaching there at that time. And from there, I became a principal at Oglesby, which is west of Waco. And then after principal there, I was the superintendent there for six years. And then I came here and as superintendent, and I wanted something a little bigger with the way I described it. I wanted a school that had baseball, softball, a band, and one-act play. That was my path to education. And I've been in education now for 15, 16 years. What is the best advice that you've ever been given? I would say be flexible and work hard because you're going to get things in your life Weird things are going to happen, and you're going to have to adjust and maybe, well, change your career, change your major, change where you decide you may have to move sometimes. But So you need to be flexible, but whatever you decide to do, just always work hard and put in good effort. And it doesn't matter what you're in. If you put in good effort and work hard, people will, note, will notice, and there's a way you can advance and make more money and be happier. But good effort and work hard and also a positive attitude. Because you've been in education for a long time, what would you say is the craziest thing to ever happen while on duty? That could be a scary story, funny. Oh, this is an easy one. When I worked at the prison in Corsicana, it's closed now, that unit is closed, but it, they also had one in Crockett. So they had them all over the state, but the Corsicana one was the mentally disturbed unit. So there were some odd kids there. It was also one of the oldest units in the state. Some of the buildings had been torn down over the years and they'd rebuilt ones. So whenever it would rain, it would expose glass on the ground in places. And the kids would find glass every once in a while and it's the mentally disturbed unit, they might cut themselves. And in class one day, I saw a kid kind of, he's kind of messing with his arm and stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I walk over to him and I see that there's blood on the desk and he, he had found a piece of glass. So I'm, I grab his arms and I'm I call for the security guy, and I'm like, we're trying to keep his hand that had glass in. We're trying to get that out of his hand and also keep it his arms apart so he can't hurt anybody or himself anymore. So there's blood on this desk. I had a kid in class, and I'm not going to say names. I don't even know if I can remember their names. But I had a kid in class who thought he was a vampire, literally. He swore he was a vampire. Well, the kid who thought he was the vampire was sitting behind him. So as we get him off the table, the kid who thought he was a vampire is smearing his hands through the blood and licking his hands. That's by far the weirdest thing I've ever dealt with in education. 
That is definitely a story to remember. Wow. Yeah. The thing about being in education, and, and this is one thing I love about being in education, is no day is ever the same. Nothing major may happen that day, but, I mean, you run into different kids every day, Different, you talk to different teachers, but weird stuff happens, and no day is ever the same. Well, kind of on that same topic, what is your favorite part of your job? I would say probably all teachers feel this way. When, they, when you first get into education, your goal is to be able to help kids, help them get through school, help them decide what they want to do in life, and you want them to be, become good citizens. Um, and I think as a teacher and being in education, there's a, a great opportunity to do that. And that's probably the most rewarding thing. I've always, I always tell young teachers, it's like, you are not these kids' friends. And don't act like you want to be their friends because that just leads to problems. Teachers need to take their job seriously because we do. I mean, you're, you have impact on a kid every single day. Education has an impact on all kids' life. But education is something who can, that can change a kid's life. Anybody can better themselves through education, no matter what your background is, what kind of where you lived, how you lived growing up. If you get a good education, you can you can do anything you want in life, really. If you you get that education, put in effort, have a good attitude. So I like having that feeling, and I do feel like I, I have an impact on kids' lives. That's what I like is having the opportunity to impact a student's life and make them a good, productive citizen. Would you say that you have a least favorite part? Or is it all good? Um, I mean, you always have stressful situations in education. You have days where are more stressful than others. And sometimes it's kid problems, sometimes it's adult problems. And I would say it's more difficult dealing with adult problems than it is kid problems. Because generally kids, you're, you expect those problems because kids break rules. And when I was in school, I broke rules too. Those are expected. And kids, generally kids will learn from their mistakes. Adult problems, I mean, we're adults. We should know how to act. To me, it's always, it's harder to deal with adult problems than kid problems. And I say that because we're adults and we should know better. <laughs> so that's probably the most stressful thing. That's interesting. You'd think that it'd be the kids. Oh yeah, because adults, we're supposed to know better. Yeah. <laughs> Before we continue, do you want to go ahead and reset the cameras? Hold up again. Wait. I know I just stopped. I know... We were in the middle of a very intense interview, but there we we have some unfinished business that we have to attend to. We uploaded the second episode of Coffee Talk two days ago, and that video has already gained 12 likes and 52 views. Our total amount of views is almost at 200. We have 193. Our total hours of watch time are 24 and a half hours. And the, t the total subscribers that we have it's 33. Now I'm going to read you a couple of comments that we've gotten over our uh, first and second episode because we have a few more. That M&M coffee you made for me was a W, by the way. I'll make sure to watch the next vid. Thank you. Y'all are doing amazing. Keep it up. Love it so far. Emma Howard says hi and FFA rocks. FFA definitely does rock. I can see Haley cheering from, from behind the camera. Maximus Prime. OG commenter right here says, Yep, I'm right. This is gonna be awesome. By the way, Haley correct Haley is correct about coffee being tea or co <sighs> By the way, Haley is correct about tea being better than coffee. And also my question is, are y'all gonna add more people from the school? At the moment we have everybody on set that we're like looking for, but 
someday within the next, probably by next year, we're going to be looking for new people to come in because next year I'm going to be a senior. Isabel is going to be a senior. There's a couple of us are going to be seniors. So we're going to be looking for new people to come in and kind of be the next generation of Coffee Talk. Amazing question. I commented first on Facebook. Yes, I'm old. You guys rock. You don't look a day over 30. Love, love, love y'all's podcast. Y'all are so fun. Thank you so much. And one more thing before we go back into the episode, we have a lot of other places that you can kind of see bonus content for us. We have an Instagram page, a TikTok page, a Reddit page, and a Google form that we check regularly. So if you're on YouTube right now, you can go into the description. Thanks again for this long, dramatic sequence of events. But we are back to the amazing interview with Dr. Moss. How many more questions do you have? I don't think I have any more. I think I just about... Oh, this is going to turn into what's your favorite color. (laughs) Because <laughs> you answered some of mine without even me asking. I have a little bit of a game that I want to play. Okay. This, the original game I wanted to play was called the name game. And we were going to have one student from each grade level in high school send in like a 10, 15 second voice recording and you would have to guess who they are. Uh, but we didn't, I just didn't have any time to get any That would have been students. tough. I've only been here yeah. since April. <laughs> yeah. But I do have a movie, a movie reference. Um, there's a couple questions that one of the characters asks in this movie, and I want to see if you can guess it. Are they superhero movies? It's not a superhero <laughs> movie. It is a comedy. Comedy, okay. And the first question is, what is your name? David Moss? Or am I supposed to guess who no, asked no, no, that you can, question? No, you can answer per, uh, okay. yourself. What is your favorite color? <laughs> Red. That's easy. Everybody who knows me knows my favorite color is red. Why is it red? This is not on um, here. I grew up in Nebraska. I'm a huge Nebraska Cornhusker, which is the major college in Nebraska fan, and their colors are red and white, and their saying is, go big red. And I have a lot of red shirts because I have a lot of Nebraska shirts, and cars I've driven have been red. Shoes I've owned have been red. That's just always been my favorite color. And being in Grapevine Maroon, it's just another darker mm-hmm. shade of red. Yeah. The next question on here is, what is your quest? My quest? To live to be 100. Really? Yes. That is my goal, is to live to be 100. That is a long and, year. And I have told, this is going to be creepy, and everybody's going to think it's probably weird, but I've told my oldest daughter the day after I turn 100 to take me in the backyard and kill me, because I've, I've met my goal. Hmm. Do you there... think that you will? Oh, no, she wouldn't do it. But I also want to be, when I do die, I want to be cremated. And I think she's the only one I can depend on to carry through that wish. Mm -hmm. Because my wife does not want me cremated. She thinks I need to have a funeral with casket and all that. Like, it's cheaper to cremate people, and that takes up less space. And uh, if they wanted to, they could divide my ashes up among our kids. Now my brother-in-law says he would follow through with it, too. But he would probably just throw me in a burn barrel and then just scoop out stuff and... There'd probably be like 10 cans in my ashes. This is the last question, which might give it away if you haven't figured out what the movie is already. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail. Yep. Yes, I love that movie. That is a great movie. Everybody should see that movie. I would never, never gotten that. Monty Python's Holy Grail. The Life of Brian is pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Monty Python's... I have that movie at home. Really? Actually, I may go home and watch it this weekend. <laughs> By the way, the correct answer is 20.8 or 21.8 miles an hour. Did they actually respond to that? In the... They don't. I Googled it. Is that one of the questions when he's at the bridge? 
Yes, it is. Okay. It's the bridge scene. Yeah, the Black Knight scene's good, too. Mm-hmm. And the rabbit scene. The rabbit scene. It's a good movie. The Frenchman on the castle. Oh, yeah. Too. Well, you said you like superhero movies, right? What, what was your favorite superhero movie? My favorite superhero is Captain America. Patriotic. I mean, he can't fly, but um, he's not so over the top. Where, but he's still a superhero because he has regeneration and stuff like that. And he's got some super strength, and he's got that cool shield. And I dressed up like with him for Halloween. And, but he's my favorite. And a quote from that movie is, "I can do this all day." When he's getting beat up, when he hasn't really turned into mm-hmm. Captain America yet. You know, funny story. Uh, whenever I was between four and six, I went to this church in South Padre Island. I used to live there. And, uh, you know, they had, like, the kids uh, group thing at the beginning of the service. And uh, we walked up there, and the guy asked all the kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? I ex- explicitly remember saying I wanted to be a superhero. Which and everybody one? laughed at me. Which one? I think it was Batman. Batman? I think I said Batman. I do... One of the ca- one of the comic books I collect are Batman comic books. Batman really is not a superhero. He's a rich guy with cool toys. Iron Man, same thing. Anybody can be a hero. Yeah, but I You're guess tr- that's true. Just depends on what makes them that. And super Bruce Wayne and Mister Stark are that you don't have to have superhero powers to be superheroes. That's right. It's a good message. Well, we can continue that game, but I guess we could find superhero quotes. I don't know that I remember them. <laughs> Do you want to try? I got a superhero quote from the Hulk. <laughs> That's the most iconic quote. It's not a superhero quote, but the first quote that has come into my head this entire time is, how you like them apples. <laughs> I forget what movie it's from. Johnny Appleseed? Is that it? I don't know. I mean, that is a movie about it apples. It is apples. From what I remember, there's a guy in a diner, and he's like eating apples or something. And then the main character is like outside on the window or outside of the window talking to him. And then I think he like got somebody's phone number and he slams it on the window and he says, "How you like them apples?" So it's I know really it, is it is it Goodwill Hunting? Yes, it is Goodwill Hunting. That's what yeah. it is. Robin that Williams. Was, mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. It was a great movie. I'm trying to find superhero quotes. These are kind of hard to find. <sighs> Have you, I guess, been in the loop about the MCU? The Marvel comics. The cinematic universe? Yeah. I've got, I don't have all of the superhero movies mm-hmm. on DVD, but I have most of them. And I do rewatch them every now and then. Even the ones that people think are bad, like the original Ghost Rider movies, people think are bad, but I like them. I am a pretty big fan of Marvel, too. I would have to say Spider Man's my favorite, though. Which one? Well, they're all really good in their own sense and in their own movies, but. Personally, my favorite was Andrew Garfield in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I think mine would be Miles Morales. Those are like cartoon movies, though, right? They'll probably make one with him next. I think they've made two with him. Yeah, I think one just came out recently. I cannot find any quotes. You can't find any? can't find quotes. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. (laughs) There you go. Have you seen the newer Marvel movies? Um, which ones? I have not seen the new Miss Marvel one. I have not seen that. Did you see all the I have not seen the Black Panther. I've seen all the Avengers movies. I have I have have a quote from one of the Avengers movies. And now do I have to guess which movie it's from or who said it? Both. Okay. 
The quote is, no mistakes, no do-overs, look out for each other. This is the fight of our lives. Iron Man, the second Endgame movie? It is Endgame, but it is not Iron Man. Captain America then. Yeah, okay. it is. It's got to be one of those two. Okay, that might be the only one I'm going to be able to find. These are kind of hard. Now it's time to ask you probably the most serious question you'll ever be asked in your entire life. And I think I already know the answer. I already know what it's going to be. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it might be easy. <laughs> What's better, coffee or tea? I would say tea. Earl Grey or chamomile. Saw that one coming. <laughs> I do drink tea when my, th- when my throat hurts and I don't feel good. I drink tea sometimes. I love the smell of coffee. I just can't. It just doesn't taste good. And I get and my wife loads it up with cream and all kinds of stuff. And she mm-hmm. goes, it tastes better when you do it this way. But it's, it's just coffee. But the smell of coffee is so good. When I lived in Houston, I used to drive by the Maryland Club plant on the way to work every day. And you could smell the coffee because that's where they made it. The smell of popcorn. I love the smell of popcorn, but I don't like eating it. You don't like popcorn? No, it gets stuck in your teeth. It's gross. That's, that's fair. But I, I love the smell of popcorn. Mm-hmm. And I will eat it every now and then. I don't eat it very often. Like if we go to the movies, I'll steal some from my wife's and eat it. But then you have to pick it out of your teeth and it's gross. And people watching you pick it out of your teeth probably think it's gross. And... <laughs> well, since you prefer tea, do you prefer it hot or cold? Hot. I now co- I'll, I'll drink cold, cold tea, but I don't like sweet tea. Sweet tea is definitely a, a southern thing. Because yeah, we, we drink iced tea all the time in Nebraska growing up, but it was never... If you wanted sweet tea, you poured sugar in it and you started it up. But, like they didn't but here, it. you just order sweet tea and it's automatically got sugar in it. So whenever I go places here and they say, oh, we have tea, it's like, Does it have, is it sweet tea? I guess if you say it with a southern accent, it's sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it is more of a southern thing because I've been to more northern states and they don't even serve it in restaurants. Big Red is a southern thing, too. Oh, is it? Yeah, never I noticed big, that. Never seen Big Red until I moved out here. And Big Red is gross. It is gross. I don't like Big like Red. bubble gum or something. <laughs> That's fair. I haven't had it in several years. You're not missing out on anything? Yeah. Pecan pie is a southern thing. I've never had pecan pie until I went to Houston. Do you like it? I love it. Okay. <laughs> I have a great pecan pie recipe oh, that really? I make. And I make them. Actually, I make mini pecan pies because... It just seems like like they cook better. Mm-hmm. But um, when I first went to Philadelphia, I had never had cheesecake in my life. So I had cheesecake one time, and then I ate cheesecake every day for two weeks for lunch and dinner and gained 17 pounds. Wow. wow. And I got transferred from Philadelphia to Houston. I had never had pecan pie in my life. I ate pecan pie every day after dinner until I got tired of it. But I still like it. But So I had a lot of weight gain in Houston, too. So I guess... On that same note, what is your favorite southern food, and what is your least favorite? Chicken fried steak is my favorite. That's chicken a really fried good steak one. is something we did not have in Nebraska. We eat steak in Nebraska, but not chicken fried steak. Mm-hmm. So I would say definitely chicken fried steak. The least favorite, um, black-eyed peas. And really? I can't say that I don't like to taste them because I've never eaten them, but they just look. Yeah. And I don't like green peas like either. Hmm. I don't eat anything mushy. Understandable. I used to that not like sense. asparagus. Asparagus I didn't like, but my wife likes it, so I eat it now and then. It's all right. I don't really care for asparagus. It's kind of I thought it was like weird. too slimy. But Okay, I now you just said <laughs> slimy. I take that back about black-eyed peas. It's got to be boiled okra. Boiled? I have seen people where they take the okra and, and it's in the 
pods or whatever. They slice them up and then they roll it in the cornbread and fry okra. Mm -hmm. There are people who eat boiled okra. And when you boil the okra pod on the inside, it's all slimy. And I call it snot pockets. I don't I've think I've ever seen anyone boiled boil okra. Boiled okra looks is no. It sounds it like it would be gross. Be. Boiled mm-hmm. okra would be. And I again, I've never tasted it, but I've seen it and I've seen people eat it and it's like, "Oh my gosh, why would you eat that?" I know about fried okra. Yeah. Fried I've heard fried okra is probably tolerable, but boiled okra is gross. I have another bit of a silly question. We're going to okay. be asking most of our guests here a kind of outlandish question to ask. Um what do you put Okay, so after you go grocery shopping, right, and you're putting all the food away, would you say that you put the elephant in the fridge first or the giraffe? Probably the elephant. How come? Because it's more boxy and smaller. Or it's not smaller, but it's more, it would be hard. You'd have to, like, bend the giraffe's neck to get it Mm. in there and stuff. With the elephant, you'd have to, like, pack it in there but remember square peg will fit into a round hole so that'd be one of those situations where you'd have to kind of pack it in there and if you had a big enough hammer you could probably make it fit (laughs) might need a bigger fridge too yeah but wouldn't you say it would be like i'm sure once you got the giraffe in there then there'd be more room to then there'd be no either one you put in first there's no room for the second one well there would have to be because you have to put both of them in there well what about the freezer well, the freezer, though, they're going to turn well, into a popsicle. It's too cold in the freezer. Yeah. But there's not going to be room for both. It's going to have to be one or the other. The other one's just going to rotten or run away. you could have a really big fridge. Yeah, you would have to. Or a really tiny elephant or giraffe. Well, now you're talking about packing a baby elephant into the... And that might have a problem with PETA. Yeah. Mm. Either way, you're probably going to have a problem with PETA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to go around shoving animals in fridges. Well, I'm... They might be calling just because of this conversation right now. <laughs> oh, no. To clarify, we're not putting animals in fridges. Wait, are you? Did you? Not live ones, I hope. Was that like an asking for a friend question or? (laughs) Steven was wanting to know since he wasn't going to be here today. I'm Um, sure he's going to appreciate you throwing him under the bus. (laughs) Did you hear about what happened to Steven on the last podcast? I watched it. It just, he just talked. No, in the second episode. We had an episode drop a couple days ago on Wednesday. I thought this was the second episode. This is the third episode. I'll have to go back and watch the second one now. In the second episode, something terrible happened to him on the day of Solo and Ensemble. He was unfortunately um, taken. He did well in it, though. He got a medal. Well, he was kidnapped away from us. (laughs) Away from the Solo Ensemble or away from from the podcast? podcast, He was kidnapped. He was taken from us. I so we don't he, know who did it. So you were doing the podcast, and he had to go to the solo and something. So they came and grabbed him. They, yeah, they just mm-hmm. you know, the guys in ski masks just it was grabbed him, and then they he, they just swung him in the back of the van. <laughs> and then they like, you know, dusted their hands off. And but today, um, he made it out. He did make it out alive. Which He's is good, good now. He is, but he ran into a little bit of an issue with the IRS. Oh goodness, is this why he's so in here? So he had to go to D.C. Washington, D.C. Washington, like D.C. District of Columbia, not like D.C. is in, they misspelled Dairy Queen. Yes. Um, so there, he's going to be in D.C. Hopefully he'll be back next week. Apparently, IRS had some unfinished business with Stephen Roberts. Does he have a job? <laughs> so was why it like... would the IRS need him about taxes if he doesn't have a job? Was, was he like, was it like tax evasion? 
It was, I'm sorry, I'm dying over here. He has a lawn mowing business, apparently. Oh. Um, That's how they caught Al Capone. Him. Who? Al Capone? The mobster? You don't know who Al Capone is? He was is? never convicted of murder or anything else. He was convicted on tax evasion. I did not know that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's ever since we started the podcast, he's like, I'm going to sponsor y'all with, with my lawn mowing and leaf blowing business, but... He has to sponsor the IRS first, I think. <laughs> I feel like that's the more important party. Yeah. I want to put in a plug for your mom's baking baked goods. You want to put in? Oh, yeah. All Those right. uh, pinwheel things she makes with the, I think she said it was mascarpone cheese mm-hmm. and the spinach and the bacon. Those things are amazing. That they sounds are. pretty good. Everybody who has them loves those things. I don't know what they're called. They're like round pinwheel things it's not like a sweet pastry it's like a breakfast pastry kind of thing okay one of my favorite things that she makes is she made it once i think it's a cupcake but it's red velvet it's a red velvet cupcake and it is without a doubt the best cupcake i have ever had in my entire life you know that red velvet is just chocolate cake with red food coming it's just chocolate it's not really a flavor red velvet i learned that from my wife because my wife loves a red velvet and i don't particularly like it she goes well it's only chocolate with red food coloring so i should like it because i love chocolate but it's just it just adds a little bit of magic to it i think well it's just a little razzle dazzle i've been wanting another one of those little pastry things that you brought on the first episode little little breakfast thingies Mm -hmm. I don't know what they were, but they were I really good. what they're called. They're like little pies. Yeah. Quiche? It wasn't quiche. It was uh, kind of a sweet. It was almost like a muffin, mm-hmm. but it was like in a little tub okay. thing. I don't know how to describe Does it. Does it have whipped cream on it? No, it, it doesn't. But we could probably put whipped cream on it, and it would be amazing. It probably would be. Spray can whipped cream? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can just go to the refrigerator and grab it. <laughs> you have any more questions? I don't think so. I think I've read all of mine. Does the camera people have any questions? Do you have any questions? No, but I would like to say the thing that makes red velvet red velvet is that the icing is cream cheese icing, and it's not normal icing that's on every other type of cake. Now, the same icing is used on Italian cream cakes, cream cheese. Well, you can put cream cheese icing on anything. anything. So it's not that the cake is red? I mean, it's part of it, but are you sure? I think it's the red part of the cake, because... If it wasn't red, it was green velvet. Green food coloring there. So you're saying that if you put cream cheese frosting on a chocolate cake, it doesn't taste the same. I mean, it'll taste the same, but that's why there's that's why there's the color difference to differentiate the two. Because you normally don't put cream cheese frosting on a vanilla or chocolate cupcake. I do. I would. (laughs) Cream cheese frosting is like the best kind of frosting. Other camera person, I have a question. What moment in your education career made you feel the best about? being in education like what made you really know that you really wanted to do it full-time i'm not gonna say his last name but at oglesby when a kid named jonathan graduated i didn't think he'd graduate at one point in the in a hallway is probably his junior i thought he was gonna beat me up or or try to i wouldn't have let him of course but it was it was getting bad and he was a rough kid but senior year he kind of straightened out when he graduated and I went to shake his hands. He told me, Mr. Moss, there were days I hated your guts. And I told him, it goes both ways, Jonathan. And before I left Oglesby, he had a good job. He was married. He had two kids. He was coaching little dribblers basketball. He was coaching Little League. And from this kid in high school, you never would have thought he would have been to that point. But 
that's probably the best, my best success story that I had some involvement in in education was that Jonathan graduated and he's become exactly what we want all kids to become. He's a good citizen, good father, very involved in the community. But yeah, that would be probably the best moment of my education career. It's very encouraging. Well, I guess to put a nice bow on this episode, do you have any questions for us? Well, you're, are you both sophomores? I'm a sophomore. I'm a junior. So what do you want to do when you get out, when you graduate? Or So what are your plans now? Well, I'm actually not sure entirely. That's not unusual, and that's okay. <laughs> I I am going to go to college. Yeah. Um, probably major in some sort of environmental science. Not sure where I'm going yet. But be a weatherman. A weatherman? It's the only job in the world you can be wrong 75% of the time <laughs> and not get fired. That sounds very accurate, actually. For me, whenever I graduate... I want to probably want to go to a community college and get my associates. Then I want to be, I want to transfer to a more, maybe not prestigious, but a bigger college, private school. I was looking at USC, University of Southern California for a while, but that is so expensive. Anytime you go out of state, it's going to be expensive. Mm -hmm. I think the one that I was looking at, the out-of-state tuition was more affordable was Georgia State University. Yeah. That one. I think it's in Atlanta. And that's kind of where I want to be. I want to major in filmmaking and directing. While I'm in college, I want to find producers, managers, all those people so that they can help put me towards a path of more creative stuff. And if Mm -hmm. that doesn't work out, I want to minor in um, music composition and find a producer for music because I've already made one album and I'm working on my second right now by myself so I think hopefully within the two of those one of them is gonna work out work hard a lot of effort yes sir so has the bow been tied the bow has been <laughs> tightly knit would you like to do the honors of the outro as well what's the outro you can say whatever you thank feel. you for tuning in to coffee talk Dude. all right and then you say it thank you for tuning in to coffee talk <laughs>